Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Shiggles. I'm that guy Rickster and... Hi guys, this is Darren. And this week we're going to be talking about childhood trauma. But I'm going to let you go first. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> I mean, it's always me going first. Uh, oh, did, I... <laughs> and something's wrong with that? Do you want me to go and, first this week? And nothing wrong with that. Okay. Um... But trauma, childhood trauma. I think it's safe to say that a lot of us um have gone through some pretty traumatic things. Not everybody, but you know, most people. A lot of things like when we were growing up, we thought you know these habits, these certain type of treatments, these sudden neglect was pretty normal. Um, but I guess as we grow older into like adults, young adults, we kind of realize that some of these things, um significantly contribute to how we act and respond to certain things in our day-to-day life and you know it's always kind of interesting to recognize these things and like take a look back so that we can heal as well that's true so yeah i i will agree and i mean the sentiment would be the same across the the board that most people in this world, in this life, they have gone through some sort of trauma, even if they don't realize what it was when they were younger. And it's not until later in life, like you you notice that you do certain things or you act a certain way or you say certain things and you're like, oh, this is because of what I went through when I was younger or what I experienced, what I saw, what I grew up with. And even if I think people who may not have seen it as trauma, they later on in life realize that the way I may say certain things is because of what I was raised in, you know? And to me, in some way that is some kind of trauma because it's not really you forming your own opinions you're just you're just regurgitating then what you grew up in basically that makes yeah, sense yeah there's a lot of i i get you and there's a lot of things like um daddy issues mommy yeah. issues abandonment issues oh yeah that's a big uh, one insecurity uh your self-esteem there's a lot of things where um if you weren't like raised like in the proper way and i'm not saying that you know most parents got it figured out because a lot of times um people have kids and they're still pretty much figuring out their life which um i wish people wouldn't do that they'd at least wait until they're a little bit more secure or comfortable in life per se but um regardless of that and these things, you know, these issues, these uh, these traumas, they all show up in how we interact with our friends, uh, how we treat ourselves, uh, how we approach relationships, um, romantic relationships that we get ourselves into. And it's always important, like, to acknowledge that a lot of these things happen. That's that's the first that's the first step, to acknowledge that these things happen. Um, recognize what also might be triggering them in your um, adult years, to see where you can start doing the work to ensure that you know. You kind of like address some of these things so that you approach situations differently you're not so easily triggered by certain things 
you know. Yeah, that does make sense. But I think for a lot of people, it's kind of like hard to look within and to realize that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. To, uh, to realize that um, certain behaviors or mannerisms that they would have as ad- adults, it's because of certain events that took place when they were younger. And this is advice I should take for myself. I mean, I always say that <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an advocate for therapy. And it's it's something that I've said I should probably do. <laughs> but I keep putting it off. You should. But I, I, you are you should. trying to tell me something? Um... I, mean, I was clearly I was, you're telling I was, me that I should go to I, therapy. I, yeah, because I, I used to object to it, but then I did it and I'm like, it's not as bad as people um try to make it think. So seem so you know you should. Yeah, so I think I, I definitely think it's it's kind it's hard for a lot of people to realize that what they're doing is affecting those around them because you know some people have this idea of there is nothing wrong with me everybody else you're the problem and whatever <laughs> and everybody else can't be the problem sometimes you're the problem you there's this thing um i like there's this perspective i like to look at um recently is that we have to acknowledge the role we play in our own suffering um and saying that per se is that I'm not like blaming like whatever happened to you um, when you were younger on you. But I'm like, at some point, you got to be responsible enough to say, you know, hey, um, I need to work on myself so that I can be better in some life. of these things, be better in life, be better to people, be better to myself. Um, so, yeah. But what what really is the best course though because not everybody can afford therapy so what is the best course to 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 realize what's really going on to internally look within and be like i'm not shit and i need help all right let me (laughs) um Viewers, I'm not gonna say y'all are not aren't shit. It's just that you know. No, I just said I'm. Um, Notice oh. the, the word I'm. I'm not oh. shit, and I need help. Glad, glad you were talking about yourself because I was. Thank like, you, because I can speak for yeah. myself. You know, I which know which is good. You I'm have a shit, voice in their brain. You know? That's a very good thing. Um, Some would say that me- that's mental illness, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking from like personal experience, like mm-hmm. I've had like a lot of things happen to me. Like a lot, I went through a lot of shit. Like it's more than a book. Like it's a whole encyclopedia, yeah. the Library of Alexandria sort of information based on the amount of shit that happened to me. But I think it's important to stop and like look at some of the things that you don't like. Um, and then you, because I realize that with trauma as well. A lot of times we take it, it happens, we put it away somewhere in the back of our heads and we don't really think about we it anymore. We lock it away. Um, we lock it away. So you need to like, one by one, like open these bottles, allow yourself to acknowledge that these things happen. Also don't blame yourself. Um, these things 
weren't your fault if your father your mother used to beat you so bad that you know you hate yourself they used to say things that made you hate yourself and all of that like you have to because identify these things abuse comes in many different forms it's not just yeah verbal not just physical physical because yeah. like there's verbal forms. there's emotional there's psychological abuse mm-hmm. there's a whole different host and that of, psychological um, one is a very that's the worst dangerous yeah. one that that is that is yeah. the worst one too so you got to identify these things and you also got to allow yourself to feel Mm-hmm. No, I say this per se because I'm the sort of person that I will go through things. I will pick myself up because we don't have time to cry over shit. And I don't stop to allow myself to process or feel what, what I went through. I've realized by doing this, you kind of like, you subconsciously push every subconsciously push everything to the back. Mm-hmm. Um, You don't address it. And this makes it dangerous because when you bottle up all of these things, like it can explode into anger, sadness, depression. Yep. Yep. You're forcing all of these things into this little spot. One day the dam will break. Yeah. Um, but, and again, go ahead. But I also think it comes with growth and maturity. Because, and you have to want that. And you ha- it's something you have to want to really yeah. do, to like, to really, not really fix, but to find a way to deal with whatever trauma you went through as a child. Not, not just from parents, but society in a whole, going to school. So going to school alone is a traumatic experience. Like, kids High are terrible. kids are terrible. Yes. Like that in whole- terrible homes with no respect for each other. And then and they, they go to school. Black you are. And they take it out on their on their on classmates. Their yeah, yeah. And then the cycle just continues. So, so to... it's almost like, how do you even break such a cycle? Because it it literally it's from the dawn of time. That's how it's always been. But as I said, you you just have to be the one who wants to work on yourself. And as I said, it comes with maturity. You start to realize that certain things. I don't need to react like that. And the reason maybe why I react like that is because X happened to me back when and you're, you're was, keeping Tom like, was a boy. You keep on getting triggered by the same yes. things. Um, but as I was saying earlier, you have to want it. You have to want to um, be different. You have to want to like um, react differently to things. Because if you don't want it that bad enough, it's not going to be that um important to you you're not going to really put in the work which isn't something that you can address like within a week or two days or mm-hmm. two weeks it's got to be something that you're constantly attacking like slowly unraveling the the, the the box that you locked away um to ensure that you slowly address certain things and eventually you start feeling um different about it and as i said you have to give yourself grace and uh, if you want to apologize to yourself for um, self-blame and stuff like that, that's good as well because you have to also come to this point where you understand that these things weren't your fault. You were dealt a bad hand. It happens. But you have to also acknowledge that these things weren't necessarily your fault too. Yeah, and then at the, it's I think it's easier said than done because it's it's very easy. Like, for instance, you and I are friends. You come to me. <clears throat> it's very easy for me to say, so this is what should happen. This is what I think you should do. Blah, blah, blah. But then 
for me, it's hard for me to take my own advice and to apply them to myself. So you can't, going back to what you just said, the whole thing of you want to, you, what did you say? You have have to to want want it. it. You have to want it. You have to be the one who wants to help yourself because you, my friend, who is my, my, um, source of i release everything to you you can't really help me unless i want to help myself so you can give me all the advice in the world well unless i want to take it and apply it it's not going to help in any way shape or form and it's just going to continue the cycle which something that you can also find because i find this helps as well um so throughout my life i used music um as a way to not necessarily escape but like to understand and put into words um certain things that i'm experiencing or certain things that i experienced um that can also give you like good insight and it can also help you to think and look more positively on things uh but you just have to find that niche of something that can help you along the journey um what i realized that and yes i will always talk about the gym because the gym saved me um so don't come for me but yeah you have to find something for me um yeah always looking to fucking come but yeah for me the gym for you can you shut up okay all right. The gym helped me a lot. <laughs> the gym helped me a lot in terms of, you know, like addressing certain things. Right. Um, so for me, which is shocking to a lot of people when I tell them, I was like, oh, I never liked my body. I never thought it was cute. And it's just like, oh, you just saying that I'm just like when you're raised in a sense where you're not raised by your parents um, to give you that love and support and then you know you go to school and jamaican kids you think they say jamaican people can really really curse and say the meanest thing jamaican kids are equally terrible it's true um like people in school used to be like oh you have a huge ass lips like a pound of liver shit like that and it's just like <laughs> those <laughs> it's not funny but i've heard it so. it's not funny at all but you know and those things significantly contributed to how I saw myself. Exactly. And it's like, now that I'm older, and it's just like, these things weren't even true. Like, and you have, have to unlearn everything that and you have to unlearn these things and then learn to love and appreciate the things that you mm-hmm. thought you hate because, you know, high school was so traumatic. And I don't also think that we don't talk about how traumatic high school can be. If you don't have like a strong, <laughs> if you don't have a strong personality, trust me, kids will say the meanest things. They will do the meanest thing. They will body shame you down to the ground. I can give you stories about high school. I've always said high school is the only place I would never want to go back to because... It was terrible. High school was yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. And primarily because of that, I didn't really have like a huge sense of identity when I was younger. Um, like I was so traumatized by, you know, kids always saying this. So I genuinely grew up thought that, you know, let me be honest. I didn't, I didn't think I was ugly, but I was just like, I never used to get compliments that, oh, you're attractive or something. Yeah, like. and so I, the never, thing I is, never believed that. Growing up, you, 
you can't help how you are seeing yourself and then people keep saying shit to you, you're going to start believing them. That so is when true. you're when you're grown now, people will be like, Oh, you're cute or whatever, but in your head you're like, No, I'm not, because you've been traumatized since you were young. So in your head it, as an adult, you still believe that you are not attractive. And I try so hard to explain this to people so much and people just don't get it because they think that I'm just saying shit just for saying shit. It take it took like a really, really long time for me to, you know, come into like appreciate like the way I look and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I had like huge body dysmorphia, you know, sort of thing based on those things. Like all of these are like little traumatic things coming from when I was younger in high school and shit like that. And, and it, it I've said to people before that um the way how I see bullying here in the States, we don't necessarily have it that terribly in we Jamaica. Do. But we, well, <laughs> not, not in the I can way only that speak it happens from, here. Exactly. That's what I was about it's to more, say. It's not, it's not as bad. It's like more you don't verbal. Really, it's more verbal, yes. It's not like the physical, physical. people punching yeah. you, fighting you, stuff like that. It's more verbal. And I honestly feel like the verbal attacks leave like... Um, bigger scars lasting, on you lasting. as i said the psychological thing because for years you're what you were in high school in jamaica for what like five six years five six yeah for si- look- like you have people saying shit to you for six years you're going to start like believe internalize in all of those things and you're going to believe it and it's going to like scar you for life it took me years like as i said i could tell you stories from high school it took me years to get over words that were said to me things that were done to me and i'm not talking like people didn't really like fight me in high school but like things that were done in high school to me and i i won't go into specifics because as i've said i've it took me years to get over those things and to forgive the people who i thought back then were truly my friends to forgive them and to move on to to be in a place right now where i could genuinely sit down with anybody i went to high school with and i would have a conversation with them because i've moved past it at the end of the day we were all like snot nosed brat kids who were just trying to figure (laughs) out who we are yeah who were just trying to figure out who we are and we were just like putting our own insecurities and trauma onto each other but no i've moved past it so i think i'm more in a more healthy headspace than i was back then and as it as i said it it comes with maturity the older you get the more you realize that these things weren't necessarily your fault or weren't necessarily true exactly um, because this um and you guys can look this up as as well too because i think you can find it somewhere on the internet maybe youtube but prime example is like i remember seeing this interview with beyonce and she was saying that she always wore her hair a particular way to cover her ears and that's because when she was younger like in high school like kids used to talk about oh you have big ears you have elephant ears and shit like that and it's just like that it wasn't an insecurity for her because growing up you see these things as normal but when people start pointing it out you know jeering at it you know making jokes about it you're like hmm maybe they aren't normal so like she had that huge insecurity for this longest while like in the interview she was saying that you know she always you know she always hated it so she always tried to hide it and this was her talking about this like as an young adult at the time and this just goes to show like these things 
they travel from you know when you're a kid into your teens until you're an adult and unless like you stop and like address these things or look at it to see that you know people are just being assholes you're gonna travel with that insecurity for a long time if you don't really you know look it's at it it's going to be that, very hard know? to let it go and yep going back to growing up in jamaica um not just people in high school or whatever, but even family members. Okay, this is this happened. I'm glad recently. you touched on family because there's something I wanted to say oh, about yes. that. This happened recently. I don't get <laughs> why is it that in Jamaica, why is it that people think saying something like, and this is our for a scenario. All right, we are cousins, right? I haven't seen you for five years. We enter a family gathering. Exactly Why does the going. aunt think that she needs to greet you with? What are we again big? <laughs> like, Why do we always think pointing out somebody's appearance is a way of greeting them? Casey, always... Christmas, we are on a family call. My aunt <laughs> says to my cousin, but I get big door. <laughs> this was like years of not seeing this girl. And I'm like, why? Why was that the greeting? I don't know why people do it. Um, people do it a lot. And my new response is, you really didn't have to tell me I own a mirror. <laughs> you point to know the obvious. All right. Okay. So I've gotten a big, what do you, where do you want us to go from here? What no? So it's 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 like that, and family plays a huge role. They sure do. Outside of school, family plays a huge role, and not just your immediate family, your relatives play a huge role in some of the things that you know you're traumatized mm-hmm. about, insecure about, and all of that. And this is one of probably some people find it controversial, but I don't think it's controversial at all. I think this is something that you should apply regardless of the person's family or not. I like to say to people these days that uh, if you're triggered or traumatized by something or a situation or a person, you cannot heal in the same place that hurt and destroyed you. And if it is that you have to let these people go, regardless of who they are, so that you can be a better person for yourself... You gotta do it. It might hurt. To say that it might hurt really bad, and it might suck because a lot of times the people that we want to be there in our life, you know, they're just not acting right, or they're constantly doing mm-hmm. the same things that are triggering you over these years. And this could be like a mother who's in a competition with you from like you were you were a baby or whatever for whatever reason. Sometimes you have stones. to be really strong and say, listen. I want to live a better life for me, myself, and I. You got to go. You got to mm-hmm. go. And you got to go. Yep. It's easier said than done. Um, but sometimes you have to walk away to do what's best for you, to heal. You know. That is true. I was literally about to say that as well. Sometimes you just need to know who serves you right and serves the right purpose in your life not everybody mother father even though they even though she gave birth to you if she's not doing the things that are right for your mental health and your well-being walk away yep and don't let people tell you oh that's your blood and that's your bullshit 
listen, sometimes you can try we to choose make it the work. family. Yeah. That's around us. Sometimes blood is not the best thing. So because s- I do not have the best relationship with certain side of my family. And I say it all the time. All we do, we have the same last name and we may have the same blood, but we are not family. And that's just how it is. Exactly. Because I've had to I've had to let go a lot of people who I thought, you know, would have been dealing with me because, oh, their family, their relatives, their shit like that. But I really realized that uh, by holding on to these people, holding on to these things, and they're still making, like, snide comments, they're still doing shady stuff, and I'm just like, you're still adding to, you know, the, the trauma. trauma. That, you know, so it's just like, y'all need to go. Because y'all I've really noticed from a younger age that sometimes strangers treat you much better than your own family does Mm -hmm. and i'm talking like immediate family strangers treat you way better than they do and that is sad but it's something that happens to a lot of people and it shouldn't be that way but that's life um as they say but you can decide you learn from everything you learn from everything and if you want to constantly stay in a situation where you know nothing is changing um people are still triggering you people are still you know doing things that are you know traumatizing you making you act different like i mean i guess that's up to you but Mm -hmm. if you really want growth as i said initially you have to want it bad enough and it's this applies to a lot of things in life but you have to want something bad enough to really really stop and do the work to be like you know yeah I need to, to be not triggered by these things. I need to be not anxious when I see my phone ringing from a parent or some things like that, which I was very anxious for the longest time. And I'm like, you know what? This needs to go. Yeah. You cannot be calling my phone that I'm paying the bill for. And it's making and me anxious as to, to why you're calling me. I'm I nervous. still feel like, you know, I still feel like a child. Like I'm still going to be get, you know, talked down on or something mm-hmm. because someone don't like what I'm doing or how I'm living my life. And it's just like, you, and sometimes, sometimes you just, you just have to take a stand like sometimes it's just the right thing to do they may see it as disrespect but at the end of the day you are protecting your well-being set boundaries set boundaries, set boundaries. With people yes let them know that's a good one this 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 used to be okay you've done all these things in the past i'm an adult now this can't happen anymore yeah and if you can't adjust to this so that I can live my life in peace, you need to go. That's true. I do agree with that. But to close out this segment, all I would have to say is, if you can, look into maybe going to therapy so you can unpack some of the things that happened to you when you were younger because you don't necessarily know when or where is going to affect you in life. You don't really know exactly what might have happened to you in the past that's manifesting in certain behaviors that you have now as a grown person. So, and if you can't afford the the therapy, as you said earlier, you Try have to finding... want to look within. Yeah, because there's other things. And I think people preach therapy a lot. And I think now that I'm older, I kind of realize there are other avenues that you can take to. Maybe you can do meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go for, like, you could go jogging. You could start doing something. You could maybe start journaling. journaling something that, you know, one. 
something that you know allows you like to revisit these things especially if you're not really like comfortable with telling people your business or opening up to people like me you can find other things um but as i said you have to find your niche and what works for you if it is that you're angry there's things like anger management there's a lot of these things that you can look into like to address these things so not necessarily just therapy but therapy is good too yes it is and with that we're going to take a break and we'll be right back and we're back um so a quite a quite few of our viewers not viewers listeners Listeners. (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess one day we could do the actual you know like a video thing like a video thing But for now, yeah, quite a few of our listeners have asked us to comment on, well, it's finished now, but I guess there's still an ongoing sort of like drama and tension in the Bravoverse with, you know, Monica being put on a pause as Andy want to say or whatever that is. And, you know, them wrapping up the reunion. You can get into it. I, I'm going to be real honest. I didn't watch the last episode. That's in protest because they're not going to get the streaming number from me. But I pretty much have an idea as to what went down. So I watched it. I watched all three episodes. I know you didn't Good watch for the you. last one. So this week, we're just going to finish up that discussion we started weeks ago. I have notes and I would like for you to let me say my notes. part. Yes, I made notes. Because I have certain things to say to point out and I didn't want to miss them. So allow me to say my part as I will allow you to say your part. Because I know take, how you feel about Take the mic. I have the mic. Uh, uh, go ahead. So here, let's go. <laughs> okay. So let me just say, um, things that annoy me about the reunion. And I think we share this the same sentiment. I hate when... Andy asks a certain girl a question and then nobody's allowing her to answer. And that happened a lot throughout the entire three episodes of this reunion. It was Monica versus Heather and Lisa, especially Lisa. Lisa does not give anybody a chance to talk and that annoys the hell out of me. That being said, I know you love Monica and I like her. I do like her. She's very good TV. I will not disagree with that part. However, Monica did not come out of this reunion looking too good. And it's not just because of the whole reality one T's page or whatever. One of the things that I realize is, and Heather said it, if she, because at the end, Andy asked them all, where do you guys stand right now with Monica? And one thing Heather said that stood out to me, which was something I was maybe expecting to see, and I guess I, re- I will explain why I think it didn't happen. Heather was saying if she had just come with even an ounce of remorse to say, I get what happened with the page, hurt you guys, it was going on for three years. As I've said... I was not the only one running the page and I apologize for the damage it caused you guys. If she had just said that alone, I think her being cut from the show wouldn't have happened because that's So let all... me disagree right the real quick. No, because that's all the women kept saying because well, they let even me said disagree even the way real you quick, walked in. Cuz we can go back to rewatch the episodes. 
Go ahead. There's two things based on what you said just now. Mm-hmm. In order for someone to clear their name and not be defensive, you gotta shut up. And no, but at this point, they did. Talk. They did give her the time to talk. At this point, you they did. This, you you gotta shut up. What what? It's like a pylon, and it's like every time, because what I really wanted, what what I really expected going into this is her saying more. You know, it's me. It's this person. It's that person. But it's like from episode one every time she opens her mouth someone is saying something and i'm like as a host i wish that little white short bottom would just tell <gasps> the girls like can you let her speak can you shut up and let her speak and knowing that they film for like a good 12 hours like for an entire day i am not saying that there might not be elements of this but based on what they edited and showed us is like as she says something these girls are like chatting 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 to your second point she has mentioned a lot of times from the finale episode that you guys are not listening you guys aren't willing to listen hence the reason why she walked away at the finale dinner because she keep trying to say to say to them that bro this isn't me alone but you're like, but this is you, but this is you, but this is you, but this is you. And it starts becoming repetitive in a sense. And I'm like, if it is that you're trying to explain yourself and people keep on talking over you or giving their two cents, instead it becomes um, a you explaining, explaining the situation is going to be more of a defense match because they're constantly running their mouth and saying what is not true so you have to constantly keep defending all these little jabs that they're making that is not going to give you the opportunity to fully come out and get anywhere which none of this conversation got anywhere from episode one but i think that is also why by the end of the whole thing she went silent because they weren't giving her a chance to talk however Andy did, I will, you you know I'm not one to stand for Andy because, no. But at one point, he literally had to tell them to shut the hell up and let her speak. And he did give her the chance to speak. And I will, I will, I will say, I commend him for that. Because she did get a chance to say her piece. And well, nobody let me say this her. too. Let me say this. I understand because I'm also like her. Mm-hmm. One of the things she kept saying is that uh, I was a part of the account, but she's telling from her perspective why she's a part of the account. Her perspective was never the other women. Her entire Which she thing said. was for Jen. So for me, it's kind of hard for me to come out and like apologize for something that i know wasn't my intention i I wasn't i wasn't trying to do which let me finish she kept trying to say my sole purpose was jen other things were happening to y'all but i think y'all need to look into the fact that these other persons might have had a vendetta against y'all but i was after jen it was to expose jen and they kept on trying to bring it back to her that she was doing the things about them and she's like bro i keep on saying it's jen it's jen it's jen why are you trying to bring it back to me there's other people involved too i will agree with that and she did clear that part up if in, in that's why i was asking you to just watch the episode but he and even Andy, the, the 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 moderator of the whole reunion, he did 
point that out to the other women as well. But what they kept saying was, but you knew what the page was about and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, that's why I was saying earlier, she, if she had just simply said, but I mean, she did say it a bunch of times. That's the just point. Say, keep I'm, on saying just the say, things, I'm like sorry that it, that it, that this, that you guys got dragged into it. I think she literally that is said all that she they had to ended say. up. She literally said at one collateral damage. Collateral damage. But they I think that is what I'm that. saying. If she had simply said, "I am," the, I got involved with the page, which she did say she got involved with with Jen. But this was how she worded, how she worded it and the phrasing of what she said. I think that is why. At the end of this episode, it wasn't received. As I said, she got her chance to speak, but it still wasn't coming off as, yes, I did this to get back at Jen, and I am sorry that you guys got involved with it. It didn't come off at that point. It literally sounded as if, let me me finish. It literally sounded at one point as if she's like, I was helping you guys. I was praising you. We were praising you. It literally came off that way. But there's a lot of things that came out of this that, I mean, I knew before, um, before this season. Let's let's step away from Monica for five seconds. Mm-hmm. I think what a lot of the viewers are also failing to do is to hold the other women, um, accountable as well. Yeah. No, in real life. If a page be posting shit about me, or even message me, or a fake page, I'm blocking that page. But they were sending these messages women, to, the, to the page. The, these women were sending messages, liking stuff, feeding into the page. Now they're suddenly shocked that um someone was behind the page. And this kind of told me a lot that it's not necessary. It, 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 it led from just the page to there's this, there's elitism in it um because they feel like, because Heather said it a lot too, which is mad hypocritical. She's just like, oh, um, she's one of them. At this particular point, anybody that is getting hired to any franchise, any ho- they're, they're already a, fr- a fan. This isn't 2008, 2007 when the franchise is just starting up and nobody knows about it. Everybody knows about Housewife. So automatically, anybody that's going to get hired these days, they're already a fan. And who would want to be on the show? And then Heather is acting like, she was always rich she always had money and stuff like that as mary said you got your host and you came on the show the show gave you the opportunity to make more money you weren't rich or stuff like that so to act like monica is beneath y'all um because it's someone who infiltrate our group of friends this show is not about friends don't don't even don't even it's y'all always are not real friends drama. y'all are not real friends so that kind of pissed me off and i'm like y'all could have simply blocked this page and then she's still working with the hairstylist. That's alleged. That's not even allegedly. That's a part of the page. So you're not really mad about the page, which is hypocrisy. Because if you're really mad about the page, one band, one song, everybody would be getting cut off. But that girl is still your hairstylist. Which is why when she brought out the burn book, I thought she was going to come with real receipts. But the burn book really didn't didn't do anything. It was it was like a joke. And she said it was like, oh, it's a joke, guys. I wonder. I'm like, this is not the moment. You're joking. Like, come out with real receipts. Show them that they are actually they were a part of the page as well because they were submitting stuff. Yeah, so the it's burn a book lot never of, makes sense to me. It's a lot, and this is why I don't like now because they're like, oh, she's on pause. 
But next season, when they start filming on February 5th, they oh are God, going to talk Monica, about her for the entire season. Her. They're going to talk and they're going to talk and they're going to talk and they're going to talk. And I'm just like, if this was so bad, you should want to be one and done with this. Like, y'all are going to still be talking about it. But as I said, also this moral compass. I need to bring up this moral compass. Mm-hmm. When did or whenever has Housewife shows been so goody two shoes like this is too much like you literally have people going to jail all across multiple franchises have mugshot to be getting in brawls to flipping the table and y'all draw the line at a social media page which is why i said this whole thing with heather heather going in the most out of all of them like jen beat your ass up assaulted you while she had how many felonies against her for robbing old people you protected jen to the end you still lie about this black eye story to this day you lied about you lied on production that a whole bunch of foolishness and this Mm -hmm. is where you draw the line you're scared all of these women are so scared of someone who just ran a social media page but you're not scared of the people who the person who beat your ass put scratches on you gave you a black eye be for real be really be really for real i mean you scared of monica who ran a page when you compare the two one is clearly going to be worse than the other and then she had the audacity to say and watch what happened live that she's glad she uprooted monica and jen would be proud this woman i don't don't care why they keep caped caping for jen though i really this woman robbed frauded all the people millions of dollars she's in jail now because it was proven to be true or prison or wherever and you're still how far up i don't understand how far up jen's ass all of these cast members are maybe they're still afraid of her so they're still trying to stay on her her good side she's in jail she's in prison for 10 years yeah but i mean people can get things done outside of jail from inside the jail Anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, do I oh, think another that you're thing. going to permanent, permanently let her go? I don't think so. I don't think so. But there was one more thing, and I think this is the final thing, and then we can wrap up. Um, her and Angie, they said they were friends before the show, right? They have been going head and head. I mean, Angie keeps giving us nothing, so not really that a big fan of hers as you know but she she said okay so her and angie angie's talking whatever whatever and angie used the term low brow and she this is monica brown what do you mean brown and <laughs> what is that monica she said brow you know the term as if to say she's trying to say angie's racist so in my head i was like girl that's a stretch you, you know i mean said, brow. but to be really honest I've said this since the whole Mary debacle um, with Jenny and Jenny getting fired. They wanted Jenny to oh, have I a second stand season. Jenny. Jesus they wanted Christ. Jenny to have a second season. And this goes to show how white people act in these day and age. And it's right that Mary said that they might not be blatantly or openly racist, but based on how they were all raised in mm-hmm. their church, there's certain things ingrained in their mind to treat people differently. Because you know there's a hierarchy. White people 
look at black people at the bottom, bottom, but they're more than likely give like Asian people a pass, Latina people is probably below that. And I've looked at it a lot of times and I'm like, these girls are kind of low-key racist. Because even when they're going to post a picture that or oh, wrap up on season four and, and there I, is nowhere to be found in that picture. Because at the end of the day, like these aren't your actual castmate too. Two things, Utah and Mormons. I mean, it's expected. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't even know why. <sighs> but. So, I'll, will you be watching? This unseen. Let me finish this on scene. I mm-hmm. will not be watching the new season. Okay. I only watched this or was only ever intrigued because Mary's on it. Um, And uh, no, Monica. I like Mary, but she's not enough for me to say let me click into this and a lot of people are not going to watch the next season because people have been really really mad and pissed off and they decided not to watch it it will likewise be really interesting i'm not watching it because they want to bring they want to turn this into an all-white cast like they, they, they put in like two new white women who the hell wants to watch a show with a bunch of white bitches i mean you introduced me to this and if you're dipping <laughs> listen i'm gladly I dipping think i need to watch it i'm gladly dipping if mary isn't back next season and monica isn't back there's no reason for me to watch it done i don't want to hear heather talking about her book or whatever issue she got with whitney those things are mad boring and that's it yep so with that said i guess we can wrap up here <laughs> That was another episode of Shiggles. I'm that guy, Rickster. The ever-opinionated Darian. And we will catch you guys in the next one. So don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye. Bye, guys.